Now, I'm going to start this. I mean, I've, I've had the opportunity to be up here and sing songs and stuff and, and worship in front of you guys and with you guys. And it's something that I cherish. But most of you that seen me do it, especially if I'm doing leading or if I'm picking songs or however you want to call it, I always use the music to teach a lesson. Um, so myself as a history buff or a nerd, I'm, I'm definitely not the biggest person of history that you'll ever see, but it's something that I'm always interested in. So I always research how things came about. So in some of this, especially when I started doing some leading of worship, I, I studied it. Uh, I wanted to do things right. So when studying, I come across a little factoid that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, when what we know as praise and worship music really began, it began with Martin Luther at the beginning of the time when the Protestants came about. Um, most of y'all know that this is about the 1500s, 14, 1500, something like that. Either way, a long time ago. <clears throat> and what pastors did then was actually write a lot of songs because their congregation didn't have Bibles or they couldn't read. So they wrote hymns in order to help them understand what the message was about, to understand Bible verses, to be able to get something in their head that always make them remember what they were doing. And this is actually continued and this is how modern day hymns were born. And when I say modern day hymns, I'm still talking about things that were written 400 years ago, um, <clears throat> much less things that are today. Um, so here I am doing the same thing 500 plus years later. You know, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, so I'm going to do the same thing. Not because you guys need music, but it is something that I feel the most comfortable in using in order to bring a message across. So the Lord planted the seed for this message in me, which really changed my mind about a week ago. I was going to a guitar lesson, which is something that I do. I haven't been playing very long, so it's something that I try to do is the Lord gives me this opportunity to be able to worship and to lead people in worship. I want to be able to take that time to give back to him by doing the best that I can. So when I do that, I spend a lot of time driving back and forth, listening to songs that we're going to do or songs that I'm going to do or something that's been laid on my heart. And I was actually listening to the song that we did last on the way to my lesson, Build My Life. I had a completely different lesson in mind for this when Ashley asked me to preach. And right then and there, it, I was told that this is what I was going to talk about today, was building my life. It's kind of ironic that I didn't notice till yesterday that this is the last Sunday morning of the year, so it's kind of your new year, new me message, I guess. But <clears throat> this is what he gave me. And at first, I was a little reluctant because I already had something already put together. I was like, oh, I'm done. Well, no, I wasn't. I had to start all over again. But it was okay because during this, this process, during the studying, during the things that I would do in general for something like this, I learned a lot. So, so I'm going to go through this. I'm going to go through a few points, and I'm going to go through all the songs that we did. Um, and I'm going to start with the two the two hymns, not the special that we did this morning, although I have to say I very much enjoy playing that. Um, I want to start with Standing on the Solid Rock and Standing on the Promises. Um, these are two hymns that I really, really enjoy singing all the time. They have such a great message. Um, until recently, I didn't know a whole lot about hymns until I started playing music, and now 
it's just one of my favorite things to do. I love the new stuff, but I love all the old stuff too. So I made some notes, and I'm going to begin with these two songs with a verse from Isaiah. Isaiah 26, 24. And it says, Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. And what better way to say that particular scripture than these songs? Um, I use these songs, well... I probably didn't use them. I always say that, but I'm sure they were laid on me, and I just happened to listen and not be hard-headed for once. Um, I started studying what the Rock of Ages was, because that was the, that's the catchy part of the song. I'm standing on the Rock of Ages, right? Well, I mean, I kind of knew what it was, but I kind of didn't. So I looked it up because, you know, Google's here, and why not use it? I mean, it's great. Um, but then I got a definition which really helped me make make the connection and the rock of ages is Jesus he's the rock no matter what time it is we use that through him um, and the songs of these two really make that connection that we can depend on Jesus and his word to guide us through anything we want faith in him and his word and his promises provide for us a solid foundation in our lives and that's a really good little tidbit to keep from those songs and something that when you're feeling down that you need something to lean on is to, to sing that. Um, <laughs> I've got a couple little notes in here, too, because, you know, I type this stuff out, and, you know, it, hit, it hits me as I'm going through it. And I, this is actually my note, and I'm actually going to read this one word for word. Ironically, I thought this was the only point that I was going to draw from these two songs. Well, the Lord had to reveal, had more to reveal to me later while I kept reading Scripture. It's funny how that works, right? We think we see what the Lord has, has to offer, only to find out later we just scratched the surface of his plans. I'm always amazed and can be thankful that we serve such an awesome God. This is the first of a few different times while I was doing this that kind of slapped back at me and said, hey, you, th you think you got this little tidbit, but you're starting to see the big picture. And it comes and hits me later on. Um, and I'm going to come back around to what that point was. The next song we sang was Cornerstone. This is another one of my favorite songs right now. Um, has been since the first time I heard it. I got a scripture that's really good for that one too, and that's in Isaiah 28, 26. And that says, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am the one who's laid as a foundation in Zion, a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste. I thought that this was really what was coming out of this, using the foundation of Jesus being our cornerstone in, in our lives. But then I actually thought, well, let me do my due diligence. I knew that cornerstone was a hymn at some point, too. And I wanted to see what the difference was. Because sometimes they're similar, and a lot of times there's been some changes. Um, what I did see is in the hymn, the verses are pretty, pretty much the same. And that's where I really like that first verse. And I wanted to use the most in my message. And I'm going to repeat that real quick. And this is the point that I take away from this song that I always like to keep up with. And that is, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood 
and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. What I take away from that is Jesus is the rock built on him and trust in him. If you do that, everything else will take care of itself. And Jesus even tells us that in Matthew himself. It's actually in his own words. So in Matthew 7, verse 24 through 27, and the scripture, my Bible that I took this from actually has a little notation above it that says, build your house on the rock. And it starts out with, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. And those verses are the very core of what I'm going to be trying to say for the whole rest of this time. And they come directly from Jesus, and they're written in the red letters. And it says that storms will come, but if you build your house on the rock, if you build it on Jesus, your house will stand. This was another wake-up for me. This was another aha moment for me right here, and I have another note specifically for this. Because not only did the scripture fit what I was thinking for Cornerstone the whole time when I read it, it fit the other two as well, especially on the point with Jesus being the rock. And when the storms come, Jesus will keep us safe. What Jesus wants when the storms of life come is for us to lean on him, and that's it. When we build upon ourselves, we're just building on shaky foundation, not the solid rock that he is. And that is the point of the whole thing. And as I kind of skimmed across these first songs, it kind of hits to the one that stood out to me the most, and that's Build My Life. And this one is the one that morphed through me the, the most. And I'm going to start off with another scripture on this song in 1 Corinthians 3.10. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. Now, this song I've wanted to introduce for a while now. It's always really spoken to me, and it's something that every time I listen to it on my ride to work or even played around with it, I'm just basically having a worship service with myself. Um, I'm singing it just like I was singing it up here just because I'm, I'm singing to the Lord. It just speaks to me that much. And it's the bridge of the song that I feel is the most powerful, which I'm going to repeat right now. And it says, I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken. And that right there is really the point of it all, is we take Jesus into our life, we believe in him, we put our faith in him. That's what he wants. He wants us to put his trust in him and not ourselves. To never be shaken off of that trust in him, that faith in him, because that's what we should be living for now that we've allowed him to be in our lives. Now, I'm going to share a devotional based on this song. 
this is something that I actually read before I even knew what this song was. I actually went back to it. Um, and honestly, I wanted to share this excerpt because there was no way I could say it any way better. So, before following Jesus, we were all building our lives on something, whether it was a relationship, an achievement, a dream, a failure, our own plan. Our foundation was our own making. We can only build our lives with our own hands for so long until realizing that our foundations aren't strong enough. They are cracked or they're completely shattered. What God wants to build in each of our lives is an eternal purpose-filled life, life, a life that we cannot muster or earn or build on our own strength. It takes a strong and sure foundation when we put our faith in Jesus, we exchange our faculty, self-made, crumbling foundation, broken by the weight of sin and darkness, for a sure footing on the brand new foundation of God, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. Now, I don't know about anyone sitting in here, but I know I've definitely fit this devotional. For a long time, I was building my life on the wrong things. Until recently, sometimes I still feel like I am. The things of this world are not what we should build on. We should only build on Jesus. I was building my life on sinking, crumbling sand, and I felt hollow and empty. Now, I know, as it is at the moment, when I finally listened to him calling me back, I started getting things that I've always wanted again, because I dropped my stuff. I now have a wonderful wife, two wonderful children that are blessings. I get to do something that I enjoy in front of people that I enjoy spending time with whenever I'm not working, whether that's speaking here or singing songs, and I get some fellowship with other people that I would have never known if I hadn't have been part of this church. Uh, it's brought closer ties to my family. So many things have changed just by me getting rid of the things of the world as much as I can. I was speaking with my cousin just the other night, and he says something. It was really great. I was actually speaking to him about what I was speaking on tonight. He, uh, he runs a lot of uh, prayer groups and things down in Texas, and I always value his opinion on some of this. And he says the same thing. He said one of his biggest prayers every day is that whatever I do today, let it be for me to build your kingdom, not building my kingdom. And really when he said that, that was one of those, that's, that's another part of this. We should only build on the foundation that Jesus laid by going to the cross. Now, even with this, this is a, another part of me being the logical person that I am. Still a student of the world sometimes as much as I try to drop it down. I always want to know, well, it's one thing to say that you want to build on the rock, but how do you do it? Um, sometimes we want to tell people, especially younger people, this was one where it really set on me here, is one I think about talking with younger people, whether this be teenagers, kids, young adults, sometimes me, younger people in Christ. It's easy to tell them 
or tell someone what to do. It's harder to tell them how to get there. Now, in saying that, I found verses that really spoke it enough to me to make it understandable of what to do. And I'm going to read this too. Really, you could read Romans chapter 8 altogether if you wanted to. Um, But I'm going to pick verses 10 through 17 because as it says, it really spoke to me of how to build your life on Christ. And I'm going to start with verse 10. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if the spirit you put to death, the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him, in order that we may also be glorified with him. Now, I read that, and and it did speak to me. And I've heard Pastor Ken, I've heard Brother Wayne, I've heard other pastors say it, and it's something that I've learned in the past few years. I spent more time with the Bible. The Bible is definitely a living word. It, It gives me more every time I read it. Um... Some of that's because of myself. I have to learn that there's more meaning into it and not just to skim the surface. But then I think, too, there's sometimes where I'm just not ready for all the truth all at one time, and God gives it to me as I need it because clearly I'm not. If you've talked to me more than five minutes, sometimes I have some issues. (laughs) But I want to sum that up in my own words because... To me, that answered a lot of my questions. I mean, it seems like such a simple concept to build on Christ, but sometimes you don't do it, But and why? And what I took from it is when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, his spirit is coming to dwell in us because he gave his life. He gave us life because of his righteousness for what he did on the cross. He knew no sin, And he died for us so that we may live. His sacrifice laid the foundation. We have not to live. We we don't have to live guided by our flesh, but by the spirit. Now, that's, that's a very easy statement to make. Everybody knows that sometimes it's very hard to kill that flesh off every day. I know I've heard Wayne say it, that some days I gotta wake up every morning and kill Wayne off so I can live right. And that's one of the best ways to say it because If I don't do that, then I have problems every day. And a lot of times I have to see myself doing it, and I have to walk away and pray right then. Give me your spirit to handle these situations, because Bobby handling these situations is doing awful today. Um, 
and I have to learn that every single day. But if we can live in the Spirit, this is what makes us sons and daughters of God. Living by that Spirit in the name of Jesus is how we build our lives on that solid rock. And this is another one of those things that took me back to where I started, where it's like, how did I understand how we got back to, to these songs again? And I went back to the hymn part of Cornerstone. The hymn part of Cornerstone that we don't sing in the new version, the chorus goes like this. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. And I really love how I'm thinking of this, not even knowing this until yesterday afternoon, and just have it laid right in my lap, like, you know, as confirmation that at least I'm listening sometimes, because I can tell you I don't always. Um, I'm sure Ashley would say the same thing every now and then, too. Um, (laughs) I'm also doing this yesterday as I have a 15-month-old wanting to climb on me and everything, and um, as I'm getting my thoughts together. And at the same time, I'm sitting there thinking, me putting my faith in the Lord and doing what he asked me to has given me the situation to be able to enjoy my 15-month-old crawling all over me and getting on my nerves and whatever it is, but at the same time making me more than happy as I could be that he's in there with me at the same time. And I couldn't do that unless I was on the right path because that's what gives you that true happiness. And I wouldn't have known that until much later on as I've matured and I've had some spiritual maturity because that was something there for a while I didn't think was ever going to happen. Um, and when we build on ourselves, I believe that's something that we'll, we will miss. Now, I know that I don't take a whole lot of time because I talk pretty quick, but I do have another song I want to share with you. Um, I'm going to get Ashley to come back up, but I'm going to sing this. And I think it'll kind of tie everything else together. And it's another one that blesses me. And I hope it does the same for you. During this song, if you would like to um, just listen, you're more than welcome. But also the altar will be open. I encourage you to think about this message. Simple but powerful. And many of you are going to say, well, my, so- my foundation is on Jesus. And I'm not trying to re-preach your message. But I'm going to go ahead and talk a little more. <laughs> But um, uh, um, evaluate yourself. Maybe you're saying, um, my foundation is on Jesus. Okay, that's great. But is all those bricks sturdy? Do you have some, a few maybe bricks that shouldn't be there? Your foundation is Jesus, but there's a few extra things that shouldn't be there. Because I'm sure most of us in here know Jesus, or either pretend to know Jesus. If you're pretending, you should probably really get to know him. But really evaluate your foundation. Say, is it fully relying on Jesus? Is it completely made out of Jesus? Because even if there's one brick that's not supposed to be there, you will crumble eventually. And I know that's hard to say, but you will crumble eventually. And the sand will wash away. So I encourage you to um, listen to this song. And if you would like to pray, feel free to come up and pray. Um, Feel free to come up and pray. Um, The altar is open.
sorry, I was a little little busy. I couldn't get ready quick enough. As I said up there, this is another one that I've done. I've sang this on Sunday night before. Um, Miss Iris is actually someone who told me about this song way back when we did Revival. Um, I was super busy during that time, not to make excuses at that, but we had Revival and then we turned right around and had camp, um, plus a lot of other little things. But when I finally sat down and listened to this, this is probably something that I've listened to every couple days ever since. Um, I'm probably going to sing it just a hair bit different than some of you may know it, that do know it, but at the same time, the words are the same, the meaning's the same, and if you want to sing along with me, if you want to pray, that's great. If you just want to listen, that's great. It's just one of those that I think will finish summing up my message today. Mm-hmm. 